Uh, there we go. Go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Old Guys Rule Radio. It's season four, episode 15. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it's your guy, Chuck Olson, and I'm down here, and it's already hot Houston. I hate to say it, but for gosh sakes, already damn hot Houston. And we thank you so much for tuning in. What a show we've got. And as you know, I'm right around uh, first base to third base for my, my buddy, Big Danny. Danny, let's get rid of the rumble. <laughs> How you doing, big fella? Man, I'm cold. It's 63 degrees here. We had a we had a cold front come through. It was 70 degrees today for the high, and 59 for the low. And you know, for me, 59 degree is 59 degree weather is coat weather. Well, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you right now, my brother. I, I completely tell you to just you live in a place where it's going to be hot, but not Houston hot, yeah, and not arlington hot so you're blessed to live somewhere where you're kind of in a pocket of it's you know, it's right off a lake folks so it's gonna be muggy he's not gonna get 104 you know this crazy houston where it's 100 but feels like hell squared over <laughs> so yeah. houston, houston is like today it's 102 and the heat index is 47 degrees feels like it's 149 <laughs> That's if you're inside. So thank you again for tuning in. You can find us everywhere. Uh, we've got people all over the world, and uh, we, we thank you all for tuning in. Uh, everybody that tunes in. Now, I haven't been on the website late to see if there's any comments or, or, or suggestions. There wasn't. I looked, I, looked, I looked before we got on. Nobody said anything. Okay. Bunch of toot heads. And that, really, right. And this, this last show, y'all need to listen to this last Air 51. It ran long. But, dude, I put some stuff out there that's some good stuff. And uh, and I'm not tired today, so don't worry. I'm not going to get, get, have a have an hour and a half single show. First of all, i got to tell you, there's some stuff that goes on in my world that I just find so funny. So, Danny, when is the last time, and I'm going to ask your opinion after I tell you about it. When's the last time you think you probably were flirted with? Or might have been? It wasn't that long ago. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, right. but, I, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, did she just flirt with me? I don't know. <laughs> it's been so long, it I, I can't remember. You to ask. I think you were oh, there with me. it's been that long? <laughs> so, um, I don't, I think, okay. So, first thing first, I got to tell you that when you do what I do for a living, which is going out and inspecting and treated, working and things, you've got to find places to go potty. And the funny thing about almost every city now around the United States is there's a Dollar General almost everywhere, right? Yeah. They've blown up. So oh, i got to tell you a story about Dollar is, General, though. Go ahead. Uh, well, I delivered there for like two years, right? Right. And the employees that work there affectionately call it uh, dull-ass genitals. They hate it. They only work in there. Till, it's like working at the prison. You only work there till you find something better. <laughs> dull ass gen. Thank you for calling dull ass genitals. I mean, I heard them answering the phone like that. So I'm there today, and I walk in and I hey hi, and I thought it was the cashier. And you know, I'm, again generalized. I, I I don't have to run to the restroom, but I had to go. So it's like hi, yes, ma'am. 
would it be okay if I used your restroom? And usually at Dollar General, you have to get a key. Did and not know that. She's and, and, and <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. I've delivered to him. Even when you deliver to him, there's a key. And, okay. and when I ask her, she's this this young lady's like, uh, try it down there on the left. I said, okay, thank you. And she's staring right into my face, into my eyes. And she's like, you want me to show you? And I was like, no. I mean, I think I can go down there to the left. I think I'm all right. And she's like, well, you just let me know if you ha if you need anything. And brushes up against me, and I'm like, okay, I'm fifty something, right? I that has happened to me before, but I, I mean, I didn't know what the reasoning behind it was. So, ladies and gentlemen, when I have a ball cap on and I'm clean shaven and I'm down to about two something, uh, I probably look a little younger than I am. The ball cap's the key. Thinning hair, a couple of wrinkles up there. But when I'm, but usually what it is, Danny, is if I'm flapping my gums. So if I'm sitting yeah, at a pub or yeah. something and I'm blah 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 and having a few and we're doing our thing, Danny's seen this happen. Men and ladies kind of get congregated and have fun with us and like to be around us. I just walked in and asked for the restroom key. And, you know, that. so then I got to get done, wash hands, get out there. And I wanted to snoop around. I had about an hour to waste. And I'm snooping around. She was in four of the aisles I was in. Hmm. Right, <laughs> right. No, you would think that's it. But wait, there's more. So this year, I get done. I get uh, Emmy a couple of prizes. A couple things, and knickknacks here and there. And so I get up to the front lanes. There's nobody there. And I'm trying to decide what Coke I want. And she walks up with, um, like right here, like a ratchet, like a, a, a neon green ratchet thing. And right. then, you know, folks, you know how you have to, you really do kind of have to know how to put that in there, right? Now, listen, Daddy, get ready. So I see her talking to her coworker over there, and I'm waiting to check out. And they haven't helped me yet. She walked right up to me. And, and I'm standing there, and I hadn't really cashed out. So, you know, when you're anywhere, you kind of set your stuff down when you're reaching in there to see if you want to drink or not. So I'm reaching in there, and I want a Dr. Pepper, Mr. Pibb. Oh, Mr. Pibb, it's got caffeine, tastes better than anything else. Didn't have Dr. Pepper. So the, she, she then, Danny, walks from her friend over employee and walks over to me, and she has one of those, you know, uh, it's a ratchet, the actual kind of ratchet tie-down things yeah. with the... Uh, gear and the hooks yeah, on both yeah, ends, yeah. And, and and I admit you have to know how to do it, right? But, right, <laughs> right. So, and this is what I got to say about this too. I made the discretionary decision in this next part of this transaction and personal interaction to not be HR inappropriate because there's so many things I could have said. She walks up and she hands me both pieces and she goes, "Hey, sir," and looks at my face again. She looks at my face. You know what happens when girls are looking at your face, good looking or not. Oh, They're yeah. looking at your face yeah. going, yeah. right. And she goes, and she looks at me dead, and she goes, excuse me, could you show me how to put it in? <laughs> <laughs> and so I had, like, my hard drive went on overload, right? I could have, <laughs> my smoke was coming out of my arse, everything. And I'm like, oh, my God, can I show you how to, all right, and, uh, Dear wife, I love you. I said, Miss, I'll be happy to show you how to use a ratchet. And I didn't make another word. Right. I could have said like, and that's what I said. I said, I said, you slide it in here and you make sure it's long enough. Then you move this thing up and down yep. and then you get things going. Right. Yeah. But that's what yeah. I should have said yeah. 25 years ago. But I went, I'll be happy to show you how this goes. So I, I Danny, I feed it in there for how long do you need it? And then I went, oh, damn it. Because I said, how long do you need it? 
Because when you're feeding a ratchet and she oh, yeah, giggles yeah, at me, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, shit. So then I go to hand it back to her, I kid you not, and there's the hand touch thing. All right. So you may you may decrease all of the other ones that happen. So I'm like, I just got to get out of here. I, I, I'm, too, <laughs> I'm too good of a husband and Emmy and everything else, sure. right? So I, I get out and I go out to my truck. I'm getting ready to go to the stop and things I had to go do. And I look, and she's standing in the door. She steps out and starts waving and does the come back here for a second. I'm like, you know, I know about 50 guys who right now would be driving down the road with Dollar General Girl. So to Dollar General Girl, I, I appreciate you finding an old guy like me because an old guy like me, it makes you feel good when a younger reasonably oh, yeah. attractive lady yeah. flirts with you but uh, uh but the report is correct and everybody <laughs> needs to hear up front that i got in my truck and drove away from that when i was like uh to, to make it funny because you know we're on a podcast yes yeah. you know that song that goes 18 years 18 years she got you in your tricks for 18 years you drove away from a super bowl in a hyundai blah 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 i didn't hear that then but when we were having a baby, I heard that a couple times because we had a rough pregnancy. And so that whole gold digger thing is like, uh-uh, nope. I told Michelle, she can't divorce me. My beautiful wife, I'll die, and then you can divorce me after I'm in, in the ground. That's yeah. the only way I head down the streets. So anyway, just want to thank you all for tuning in and tell you one of my funny stories from today. Right. Um, I, I dug holes in the ground. I worked harder than... 16 uh hispanics look i was just hr friendly um i did i did like three guys job today but uh yeah go danny go all right so so it's funny because the one i found us a new bar next time you come up all right and it's a pretty cool bar it's clean i went there to watch the mavs because my wife was watching television and i live out in the middle of nowhere and i didn't have enough bandwidth to uh, stream the game so so while she was watching tv she turned it on and all of a sudden all the little spinny thing comes on right yeah crap and i'm gonna go to the bar why because uh i can't watch tv here so i'm watching the mavs game down there it was the one that they won game game six and um so it, they have a live band and they were pretty good. And at the end, they finished up playing a ZZ Top song. And the bartender, she hadn't talked to me a whole lot, but talked to me a little bit. But she's like, "So, uh, so what do you think of the band?" I go, "Well, they're they're pretty good, but that last song was a little bit depressing." And she goes, "Depressing? Why?" And I said, "Well, because it was Lagrange, right?" And I love Lagrange. I said, "Well, because." I love ZZ Top, but it reminded me of the last time I saw ZZ Top live. And she goes, "Really? When was that?" I go. 41 years ago. <laughs> I said, that's a little depressing. And she looked at me and she goes, I didn't even think you were 41. And I'm like, God bless you. So so that was that was a good thing. I was very happy about that. All right, so I told you that story, but, but I wanted to tell you my Dollar General story because I am the favorite customer at the local Dollar General. Now, you have to understand, you talk, you're talking Dollar General. You've been going for years. I never stepped foot in a Dollar General until I moved out to Granbury. So I live... There's not a grocery store within eight miles of my house. It takes me 10, 15 minutes to get to any grocery or store. More. Or more. Or more. Yeah, depending on traffic to go shopping. So I found a Dollar General that's two miles down the road. And, you know, they got eggs and sodas and, you know, the emergency stuff, peanut butter, bread, chips. Some, so, some weird beers and frozen goods. Yeah, their beers suck. I, I delivered there, ladies and gentlemen, okay, yeah. for two years. Not, yeah. So, so, well, so anyway... Um, 
I kind of had to shop there because I just don't have any other choice, right? And it's the only thing. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, really. But the people who work there are really cool. They're really nice. There's a couple of girls there that are always nice when you go in. Um, and there's a couple of guys. And every time I go in, everybody's working hard, right? And they have a uh, – oh, it's a doorbell that is motion sensor, right? And it used to be mounted like to the door. So when you walk in, it dings and lets them know somebody came in the store. They stick it in front of the register because they're out stocking in the grocery store. So when somebody walks toward the register, it ding dongs and they know to come up because somebody's up there. So, but they're, they're, yeah, they're really cool and they're really good. But the one thing is, is that the front door is broken. It does not auto open. Okay, since I've lived here, the damn thing doesn't auto open. So when it was, you know, 10 degrees outside and you're outside struggling to try to pull this damn door open because you're in gloves and freezing your ass off and the door won't open, but then you got to close it behind you because you don't want to let all that heat out, right? It's just a pain in the rear to get in and out of the damn store. Now, most of the time that I've been here, weather's been pretty accommodating. You know, obviously, Texas in, uh, you know, from October until February is not that hot generally, and it's not that cold. So most of the time, the door's open. But when it's not, it's just a pain in the ass, right? So I'm pulling out of the store the other day, and I look up, and they have this sign, and it says, we're remodeling for you. And I'm going, did I see a remodel in there? Yeah, I think the racks were a little bit higher than they used to be. So the next time I go in, this stupid big ass sign is still there, and I I do walk around the store. Did like, the doors open? No, no, the doors didn't freaking open. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> so they're remodeling the inside of the store. <laughs> okay, but they're not okay. So hence why I'm the favorite customer. All right, so I go in and I look around the store. And this time I look to see if I notice a remodel, and I do notice that they are remodeling. The shelves are getting taller and. But other than that, I really don't notice a big difference. You know, bigger shelves, whatever. So when I'm I'm at the counter and I look at the girl, and she's always there. Like, she takes treats out to my dog when he's with me. And um, I said, I got a question for you. And she goes, what? I said, what the hell's up with the sign outside? She goes, oh, well, we're doing a remodel. And I go, you're getting bigger shelves? And she goes, well, yeah, there's that. And we're getting some new sections. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't notice any of that. And she's looking at me kind of like I'm an a-hole, right? And I said, so with the remodel, does it come with a fixed front door? And she goes, oh, my God, no. And I'm like, what? She goes, we've been trying to get what? that thing done for six months. I said, I know. She goes, it's over, um, and I don't remember the term, but it's over pur- purchase order price, right? So you right, submit right. a work order, and if the work order comes in under X dollars, they fix it. And if it's over X dollars, it's got a corporate approval, and corporate's not been approving it for whatever reason, right? She goes, we've been doing this for six months. I said, do you mind if I complain? And she goes, oh, not about us, please. And I went, no, no, not about you, about the door. And she goes, well, I don't know. And, and she goes, I don't know if it'll help. And this guy that, that works there all the time, he looks up and he goes, they like the customers better than they like us. It might be worth a shot. And yep. I said, okay, I'll yep. do it. So I went home that night and I wrote him a letter. And I said, I love the store. I love the people. And I told him, I've never been in a Dollar General, and there's nothing near me, and I have to go. And, and you are a default. I said, but I enjoy going because the people there are great, and they're wonderful. They're working hard. They're keeping the store clean. They're doing everything they can. I said, the other night, my wife said, honey, can you go to Dollar General and get me blah, you know, get me whatever it was that I got that day? And I, you know, I noted what I bought. And I, exactly. And, and I said, sure. Um, how come you didn't go earlier? And she said, 
I can't open the doors. And I went, oh, you're right. I get it. And I said, four years ago, my wife had an accident. She shattered both of her wrists. She no longer has the strength or the dexterity to pull those doors open. I said, I thought it was kind of humorous that she did it or that she asked me to do it. Not because I think it's funny my wife wife is asking me to do a tour, but because I remembered pulling out of the parking lot and seeing a sign saying, you are remodeling for me. I said, I, I remember being in the store. I don't understand what you're remodeling, and it's certainly not for me, because if you want to do something for me, you'll fix the door fix the damn so, so that yeah. my wife can shop at your store. I said, I enjoyed going to your store because of the wonderful people you have inside. I go there for the products that are inside. My wife doesn't shop at your store because you won't let her anymore, because you won't fix the doors, and she can't open them. And if, they're not, and if it's not 70 degrees outside, she can't get in your store, so she just doesn't shop there anymore. And so I wrote that. Well, that was like, that was last week. And about three days ago, I walked in and I walked in the store and I got whatever it was. And I get to the, I get to the register and it's the guy that, uh, that said, maybe it'll work. Right. And I, and I paused and I I said, do I remember correctly? Mm -hmm. Did that door work when I came in? And he goes, yes, it did. They fixed it yesterday. And I went, Awesome. <laughs> I just walked you, up the Did door. you tell him you're welcome? No, and I haven't been back down there because there's a there's a redheaded girl who works there all the time. He's there like at night. There's a redhead yeah. girl and there's a brunette girl who's her manager, and they are there all the time. So the next time I'm going to come in, I'm going to ask him because uh, because I'd come in before the door got fixed after I wrote the letter and I said, "Has anybody said anything from corporate about the letter I wrote?" And they're like. No, we haven't heard anything. So not only did corporate not tell them they were coming, they just sent somebody out to fix it, which means I know it was because of me. Because you know, if it was if it was your purchase order, you've been a manager, they would have called you and said, "Hey, we got it approved. Somebody's going to come out." But when they're doing it for a customer, they don't tell you. Somebody makes a phone call and go, "I just read a letter saying we got people who can't open our freaking door. You get somebody out there today." So it got done. I was excited. And so I I got to tell you <laughs> um, because I. Dollar General offered me four jobs. Okay, uh, all through Azel, Fort, uh, Lake Worth. <laughs> they offered uh, you four jobs at four different stores, all at the same time, right? <laughs> you can have four jobs did. and they almost make as much money be, as you. <laughs> we want you to be a manager over three of the stores. And I said, well, okay, well, I can do it. And what's what is the criteria? You got to unstock about nine pallets a day. <laughs> between three stores i okay. said okay i can do that too you got to manage the money blah 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 okay i'm good with that um so i've got to kind of be the manager of three stores um then what happens after that well um this and that and the other thing but they, they say and you're going to be at forty-one thousand a year yeah what we get paid ten thousand dollars per job Right, right. That's like eighteen, seventeen, fifty an hour, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I went. Wait, I can't. No, I'm not just going to be working at one store. Yeah. You wanted me to be multiply working, so maybe you give me a salary, and I'll cover. I can do it. I've done harder work. I, I'm right yeah. now. Blah blah blah. I was, I was delivering delivering frozen goods to all those stores and a couple other ones in that area, which was miserable. Um, but anyway, the long story short. The dollar general, general operating model is the most proper, profitable operating model in, in, in the world right now because they are 
they are passing regular grocery stores and grocery revenue, which is frozen goods and everything, yeah. are massive. Yeah, that's profit. crazy. But yeah, cheese and bologna and blah, blah, blah. Because you can't get out there. But their leadership, the, although genius and profitable, are, 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 are just a bunch of garbage. Right. Their their lead store managers make between forty five to fifty thousand a year. They overwork them, their salary, and they quit. Turnover's nothing to them. Right. Constant turnover. And the stores, if you haven't been in one lately, other than yours, are crap laying everywhere. They can't keep up. Shelves look like hell. So anyway. Well, and, I, I want to say I got to tell you, you know, at my store, the one thing is, is that the store is it's it's a gray concrete, so it looks dirty. They're always working to try to keep the store done. The one thing I did notice from the remodel is they are better stocked than they've ever been before. And yeah, there's I'm, more cabinets too. Yeah, but they have more. They're cold, always frozen goods. Yeah. Now this store, and and I I know that part of this store um, always has empty shelves. But again, I'm not the only one that lives out here. That's you know eight ten miles from a grocery store. We all are, and so it's the only store for any of us. If you know, like I said, if you need milk or bread and you need it in a hurry, and you don't feel like driving a half an hour there and back, uh, you know, um, it, it's the only place to go. So they're always got, out of so everything. Here, folks, I'll tell you a couple things. So, what type of milk do they have in your Dollar General? Um, they have milk that has the red top on it and milk that has the blue top on it. And other than that, I don't think there was a label. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, I know that that means a lot to you, but a lot of people wonder if the Clover Valley brand yeah. in milk is any different than the Oak Farms brand or the... So, do you, do you all want to hear this? Because, folks, I know the truth. I was a milk delivery guy. Yeah. I, I delivered milk. And I delivered milk to Dollar Generals before I delivered all the frozen goods. I did both jobs. And the milk job should have been where I stayed yeah. um, long term. Anyway. All right, all right. So, so, is it the same milk? I know that, you know, places like Brahms, they definitely have their own milk because they grow their, you know, they have their own cows. Um, but for a place like Dollar General, is their milk any really any different than anybody else's? So I, I can I can say this factually. So if you go to a grocery store and the grocery store brand is substantially less than the name brand. Right. It is the same milk, folks. Yeah. A lot Again, of places do that. I don't I don't know about butter. I don't know about butterface. She's really cute, but her face, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I can tell you when my factory, <laughs> little dad joke, in my factory tour of uh, Dean Foods um, main manufacturing milk plant, what they do is as the milk's coming out, they have this huge label machine, gigantic, thousands, thousands of gallons an hour, thousands more than that. I mean, right? there's like six of them and all they do is occasionally go over to the machines and take the label off crack thing yeah. off and just yeah. stop it and change it and take label. another brand label yeah. over and set it on there and they start again then people question me on that and i was like you can question me i was in the friggin' plant good yeah. sweet board yeah there's, there's i delivered the milk and there's a lot right. of products. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell I'll tell you one bleach. Do you do you know mm -hmm. you know what bleach is, right? 
Bleach, if, if, uh, everybody out there, if you don't know this, bleach is a chemical compound. So is antifreeze. Okay? Yeah, there, yeah. It's a chemical compound. If you don't get the chemical, it's like H2O. If you don't get H2O, it ain't water. If you don't have the right chemical compound, it's not bleach. There is no difference right. in Clorox bleach and any other bleach in the world. Bleach is bleach is bleach is bleach. It's a chemical compound. That That's it. I, you know, same as antifreeze. Now, that's the green antifreeze, not the orange. Orange now, is a little different, but the green antifreeze is the same, too. So, milk is a little bit different because there are different manufacturers yes, of yes. milk and pasteurized products yes. and eggs that their quality is on the standard. But, okay, I've got, like, I shop at one of those warehouse clubs, right? And they have Kirkland batteries. Yeah. It's a great example for that's, hey, they're Duracell. They're made for some. Them, right? Some are, and then some of them, like uh, like when you grab some them and you pick yeah. them up, like if you get them from Amazon and you and you get them and they got the Amazon label on them and they weigh like half as much. Yeah, it's not going to last as long. <laughs> I do. <laughs> when I do when you pick up a battery and it, and it feels like a weight, and then you pick up another one and it feels like a dime. Yeah, there is a difference in those two. <laughs> <laughs> That's also how I used to judge my condoms. Oh, oops! <laughs> All right, so so we've not done any sports yet, but I think, no, I think and we're getting close to the that time of the of the night. But I think we uh, might be able to get in a little bit of talk about the um, USFL. Have you so seen Dan any talk of it? about the USFL? I ha- I've read the rules. I, I haven't seen a game uh, because I was on this fun little uh, venture adventure. <laughs> uh, but I've heard they're fun. Uh, so, Danny, you want to start us off? With, All right. Uh, so, beer? so the only thing the only thing I'm going to tell you about the USFL is is you know I, I'm not sure that I'm enjoying it yet. It's okay. It's about as good as I'm going to go. But if you're a Houston fan for the Houston Gamblers, give it up. Your coach is Kevin Sumlin, and Kevin Sumlin, if you don't know, was the head coach for the Texas A&M Aggies, and He's living the same world. They are fantastic in the first half. They are dogs in the second half. It's like the dude can't make a change if he had to save his life. So I just want to throw out some stats. In three games, they are one and three. I mean, one and two. They have given up in the first half only 27 points. They've scored 58. But in the second half of the game, in the second half of the game, they have given up 45 points, and they've only scored 13. So that just tells you that uh, Kevin Sumlin's up to his old ways. He does not know how to make adjustments at halftime. It was the knock on the Aggies, and it's going to be the knock on the Houston Gamblers. And I hate to say that because hoping a team from Texas might do well, but that's just not going to be the case. Well, I think that a lot of the coaches that you'll find in, in the USFL – are kind of those type of guys. I mean, they didn't make it in different leagues, and now it's a fire-off league, but uh, there's some rules that I haven't investigated and some things, new camera angles, and some cool stuff that are that is going on. I watched about a half a game, but truthfully, um, it's ca- I'm going to even jump to the NFL after I'm done with this. No, we're going to go to Beer 30 of, after this. Oh, okay. So it seems like, like I mean, not to be rude, 
about 10 years ago, either one of us could have almost played in that movie. Because um, they're taking the they're taking the scraps and putting them in a jar, and I ha I didn't see a product that I was crazy about. Uh, I know the Rock's the owner, so maybe he needs to get out there and go. What's wrong with the Essos cooking? You know. Well, my my only thing is, and you're right. You've got some coaches that may or may not have some success in places, but Kevin Sumlin's biggest knock. Look. When you can come out and score 58 points and hold your opponent to 13, you've scouted them well, you've dealt, developed a great game plan. That's what a what It sounds like arena football. Well, yeah. But that doesn't yeah. sound like kind of real football. No, but that's what he did at A&M. And then in the second half, I mean, there was one game where they won because they didn't score in the second half. It's just the other team couldn't score enough to beat them. I mean, that – but you can't live like that as a football coach. You have to see what they're doing during the game. You have to make adjustments at halftime. And if you don't, then you won't score, and the uh, other team will. And that's what's happening. And they've lost. I mean, they have they have been ahead all three games at halftime. All three games, they've had a good lead, and they've only won one, and that was the one that they held on to. But that was a knock with with so Kevin Sumlin before, and that that's has coaching. not changed. You don't yeah. like that guy anymore. But no. some of the players in there are still some fun. And some of the players in there are a lot of fun, and some of the plays are fun. And their rules are fun. So, you know, <laughs> if you don't have anything to do other than make tacos, you got to put something <laughs> on while you're making a nice Sunday broil or whatever you're doing. Throw it on. It's fairly entertaining. It's not quite as entertaining yet as old XFL. No. I think no, it's man. about as good as last version's XFL. Uh... I, but in, in comparison, I mean, yeah. it it takes a lot to build the league at that level, you know? Yeah. It takes billions and, and these things. Oh, yeah. And so, as a starter, uh, it's not the worst, you know? Uh, I remember the NBA D-League started. Yeah. Dude, that was terrible. <laughs> I could have played in the NBA D-League because it was the D-League. It wasn't the ABC, right? Yeah. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to Old Guys Rule Radio. Uh, this is our, our second best season because next year will be our best season. Thank you all around the world for listening. We've got plans and fans and everybody in the stands. And coming up to our favorite part of the show. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, man. You work as hard as, I, as we do. This is the favorite be part of your day, I bet, you too. Try it. Crazy All we beer. need is 10 and 5 or cars and a key and an Uber driver. B-W-E-W-R-U-N, beer run. There we go. Boy, that was a bad, a bad last note, wasn't it? Sorry about that. <laughs> but I am not the singer of the group, So, but he makes me do it. So there we are. So I'm going to fire one off for you all. Uh, it, it's a little more of a local beer. Uh, it's really uh, – it, it's, it's kind of a weird beer. It's called El Jefe. Or as they called me when uh, the other guys were working with me, Hefe! So Who makes it El Hefe? I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, Where's Katie Brewery? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no Life Brewery. Same as the other beer okay. that I tried last week with the yeah. red. Same same one. Okay. And El Brewery. All right. I this one I'd, has a nice seen that, but I high, al- high alcohol content. Uh, <laughs> I know that sounds bad. But it's over 5% alcohol content. Well, it's not a yard beer. 
it's a yum 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 beer. So two or three of these are, and I'm gonna give it a shot. Uh, yellow can. It's a yellow can, and the funny thing is, like, there's a hot chick on it, and then El Jefe in real big letters. Uh, decent alcohol content. I like the red beer, so I think they made this one as their look how cool our ass can is. Hot rod. Uh, <laughs> and, and and it's El Jefe, you know, and that's funny for a lot of reasons, so here we go. <laughs> It's got the hot rod on it. All right. All right. That's that's a... I'm going to give that one. So, it's a little more of a Hefeweizen than I like. Okay. probably why it's called Hefe. Hefe's boss in a lot of languages. So, I'll give that a... I'll give that a edgy drink. Oh, a drink it. Yes. I I like it. I'm not going to say that it's my uh, favorite. Not your favorite, yeah. But... But it, it's very drinkable for most people. Um, so I, I give that one a drink. High alcohol, so be careful. <laughs> Over 5% alcohol, you drink three or four of them, and you're going, where do I play horseshoes? Yeah, so, so Chuck and yeah. I have a much different tolerance of beer in what is considered high alcohol because my revolvers are a 7, they're a seven eight, and that's what I drink normally. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, actually, let me look. I got a... I got a blood and honey here. See if I can. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't tell what it is. But um, oh, it's a seven percent. So my normal beer is a seven percent. So I was thinking that this one I'm trying today is a Buffalo Bayou out of Houston, Texas, uh, called a Dream Sickle, and it's got a big old um, like the the, uh, the hippie bus kind. Yeah, the little bus. Not the, not a hippie bus, like an ice cream truck, and it's got a big old Dream Sickle on top. And I, I couldn't oh, tell if it that. was an amber or what. But this is 5.9% alcohol, and I grabbed it because I thought it was kind of low. <laughs> so mine is low at 59 His is high at 5.0. Uh, <laughs> you just got to figure. Because, you know, some of that stuff I drink from Real Ale is 8, 9, and even there was that one that was 10 and one that was 11. So those I consider high. Yeah. All right, so it is a little cloudy. Oh. I don't even, like I said, I couldn't even figure out if it's an ale. I don't know what it is. Uh, it doesn't even have much of a smell. So, but you remember the dream sickles, the little orange with the little cream yep. thing in the middle. And I Love nor- those I normally and- hate those kind of beers, but I thought, hey man, it's a dream sickle. So here we go. I'm not even gonna rate that. We're gonna come back to that. I'm. Uh, it's not bad. It's not a. It, it's not a dump it. I don't know if it's a keeper or drink it because I haven't. It's really out, weird. Yeah, I haven't figured out the aftertaste. So it's really weird, dude. Have you had one? I've had a couple. All right, and the other ones were in my fridge, and another, the the drinking young guys came by. Yeah, <laughs> cleaned that thing out one night. So it's definitely it's right over there in my beer it. fridge, still packed. I'm not sure if it's going to make it to a uh-huh. drink it, um, but it's man, it's different. It doesn't. It, it's got. Like a little bit of an orange aftertaste. It's, it's like they tried to put the cream of the quite, cream sickle it's not in there. Quite disgusting, no, right? But it's not great. So I get. Oh, I'm just. I have thought to I drank it. it on the show, but I drank two out of the six, and I was like, "Man, that ain't too bad. That's all right." So you kept it, and you never got to the bottom because some people it. came over. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a keep it. It's uh, if you wind up with a six pack of it, it's not gonna kill you. So there we are. Well, and that's the thing. So I drank one or two. Thought I talked about the show. 
had it in the mini fridge, but then one night, uh, uh, I ran out of beer. And that's what happens with most of my beer now because I don't keep a lot and don't that's, have a lot of money with baby. That's what a keep it is. You keep it till you run exactly. out of beer and then you drink it. A dump it is even then <laughs> you don't want any of it. Oh. <laughs> well, I've had four of those lately. Wife's like, you're out of beer? I go, look over there. There's like seven cans in the trash. Why? There's not <laughs> enough vanilla Crown Royal in the world to make me drink that thing over there. It tastes like waffles and buffaloes. I've had a few that I have mixed with a revolver and was able to choke them down. But yeah, oh, that, yeah. that's just me. All right. So <laughs> so thank you again yeah. for tuning in to Old Guys Rural Radio. Beer 30 is one of our favorite parts of the show. Uh, maybe it is our favorite part of the show. So I want you all to subscribe. I want you all to stop being such a bunch of uh, kitties. Yeah, pansies, lame asses, jerk wads. Um, you know, one of the ones I like is, and you can all have this now. Here it comes. You all stop being a bunch of jack wagons, or I'm going to punch you right in the beak. There you are. Subscribe and start listening to the show because you know you like it. And you know you do. And I'm not even going to talk to the rest because <laughs> and tell your friends because there's more dad jokes coming today. More dad jokes. You know when I tell these dad jokes, you can go right back to around and go. Oh, dude, I heard this one from the old guys on the radio. Oh, man, we got to try this beer. Now, if you're in Germany uh, or anywhere else around the world that, that you think you can outdrink us, bring it. Tell me how <laughs> how many gallons we, of beer. I said how many gallons of beer I got to drink in a day, and I will I will uh, take that challenge and or win that challenge. So, uh, <laughs> I just have stories of that. Oh, uh, we'll oh, man. So one of the things, sports-wise, that came out in our little world was they officially suspended Dodgers pitcher. And I'm not reading this, Danny, because that is right from my face. Right. They, they officially suspended Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer uh, for two years of baseball. All right, so... For assaulting, so for assaulting a woman. Okay, so she was the sportscaster of the team, and he salted her after the game? That might be what you would think. Okay, um, she was a fan that came on the field, and he beat the crap out of her for heckling him? No, it was no. his girlfriend. Okay, so, so they took what he did. And, I'm not, and look, and I'm not saying this is okay, but they took what he did at home. So he's done this like four, five, six times before. He's been warned, yes. is that right? He's on probation no. because he's he's assaulted no. a bunch of girls. Oh, so so no, I'm just trying I'm just trying to get this together. So what you're saying is, this, is and, that something that has is, nothing to do with baseball. Because okay. This is what the woke culture is. So he was so how many how long is he serving in jail? Because he was convicted, huh? right? It's gone to trial, he was proven guilty and he's been convicted, right? Mm-hmm. No, sir. Okay. So a girl said, dude, beat my ass, and he lost his job for two years? Uh, that's exactly Did he lose his job for two years? Yes. Because, so girl, his because girl said, years. dude, beat my ass. All right. So, no, right. no. No? Oh, he didn't now, beat her. So I'm going to tell you. Ready oh, for he, he raped her. 
No, no, sir. Okay. I, I'm, you're going to have to tell me more because I'm having a hard time putting this together. All right. So he was in a relationship with a young lady, and they enjoyed playing the game, which is a rough sex game, choking. I'm not going to go into too much on this show. I, I they you. enjoyed okay. having... Uh, Unconventional. They were having un, un, unconventional. Let me let me ask you this. They were having unconventional consensual sex. Unconventional, but consensual. Consen- okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Relations. Okay, gotcha. That's very fair. fair. Unconventional, but consensual relations. Okay. So, the thing about those, it's not my really bag of cup of chips. Uh, yeah. Is that is that if you were in that deal. Then it's like Crown Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want you to blah, blah, blah. All right. So, all I'm going to say is this. Um, I remember when Mike Tyson got convicted for assaulting that girl and going to jail, right? Right. Mike Tyson, sir, you, at that time especially, you were just a beast. But, like this situation, that girl went up into his hotel room and took her clothes off and laid in his bed. That was admitted in court. Yeah. Yeah. If you go up in somebody's hotel room, smarty, cutesy, big championship, famous, doesn't matter. You get into bed with somebody and you have a consensual situation. But when it, if, if you walk out of that area, um, there may be some misdemeanor accusations, but you went there with a purpose. This thing, Danny, she actually said they agreed to meet and have that type of relation. And they still found him guilty. So so I, I will tell you, um, you know, I, I'm kind of partly playing the game with Chuck because he told me this was that this was going to be a topic, and I had not heard it, so I pulled it up, and here's why I, I acted the way I did because because I, I think you're you're describing it well, but this is this is from the actual report, okay? So a the he was accused of a sexual assault by a San Diego woman who requested a restraining order and essentially alleged that he took consensual rough sex too far. He took it too far. That's it. Oh, now, that's it. Now, I get if you take it too far one time, if that's what you want to do, then, you know, I don't just do what you want to do. It but, did it more than once. And then it said on two encounters last April and last May, which means she had a month to think about it. So it's not like they did it one night and the next night he's there and he's still there and he goes too far again. And no, she had a whole month to think about it. It's still the truth entered into that. Yeah. Now, it, absolutely. Because if you did the one time, if it was just the one time that happened, and you really thought, you know, whatever you're going to say about all that, then you press charges and then things right, happen. Right. It's still, as the first reports came out, there was a repeat scenario. Yeah. And so, so, so she went just, in front of a judge in um, South Texas who was appointed by George W. Bush. And that judge denied a permanent... Re- no, wait, wait, wait. She went to L.A. 
and the L.A. liberal judge denied a permanent restraining order, and yes. the L.A. defense uh, or the L.A. district attorney declined to press charges because, well, it, look, you can do all kinds of different things and just so you know what it comes just, down to. Well, just you because, can. yeah, I'll tell you what. Right, well, I'll break it right down. We'll move on to next. She sued Major League Baseball. And she sued them for so much money for letting this guy be part of their league that they had to shut him down or they're going to have to give it up. And that's what happens in the world. <laughs> which, which, which is a load of crap and, and because you you're ruining this guy's right career. Level. You're ruining his career. You're ruining his reputation. You're ruining his name when, should, when there's yeah, no the charges. He to be a Hall of Famer. Truly, Cy Young Award winner once, considered twice before that. Um, whether or not he's a good dude, you don't know this about. We've talked about I don't this. know. No. Folks, folks, we don't know, and it's not our business to know. I mean, I, I've met Shaq. I've met some guys, and, and they're really good guys. But this guy, no, he's, he's not one that's out in the public a lot. He does his job and makes a lot of money and goes home. So I'm, I'm really, let me say this respectfully. I certainly hope that she didn't receive any emotional or, or damages that would ever carry for the rest of her life. No. But on the same coin, I'm going to say he did. Yeah. He hooked up with a girl and I like to have dress sex. Now he's suspended from his potential Hall of Fame career. Now, so, and, and about about $60 million. I mean, he's going to lose because point. they're not going to pay him for that. But th- I, I'm right. sorry. That this is this is absurd. It's absurdity. This and is what's wrong with the world today. No, this is what's this wrong is with what's baseball. Wrong with the These world are the today. same jackasses from baseball that pulled the yeah. uh, All Star game from Georgia because they didn't uh, like a law, and they didn't like a law based on lies, not on what was actually in the law. So they want to be this political piece of crap. And man, I'm I'm almost I'm done with baseball. I mean, I just I don't have a whole lot of love for the game anymore. Some of the changes that they're making, I'm not really fond of. I don't like the fact that they put a designator hitter, hitter in the National League. I mean, I like so some there of the you go. I mean, they're they're ruining the game, and the things that they're doing like this is wrong. I get it if they want to say, hey, we're going to suspend him for a month or two or something like that just to at least appease it and tell everybody, hey, we're not going to tolerate hey, it. But here's he the thing. Her she no. called it consensual sex, and no one charged him with a crime. And just because you're not charged with a crime, or even if you're found innocent of a crime, doesn't, or if you're, excuse me, if you're found not guilty of a crime, doesn't necessarily mean you're innocent. But you know what? If you're not found guilty of a crime, then it didn't happen enough to lose $60 million and to lose a possible, like you said, what could be a Hall of Fame career. I hope this dude goes out and sues the hell out of her and she got to work her ass off at McDonald's to pay him 60 bucks a week. I mean, I don't care. I hope he sues the crap out of her for trashing his name. And I hope he sues... Now, I do know he's appealing the, the ruling and maybe, maybe, just maybe, Major League Baseball said, hey... Let's hey, do let's this. Six months, no, blah, no. Blah, let's blah. let's do this. Let's let him appeal, and hope we lose on appeal. Maybe that's where baseball is. And then they come out, and when he wins the appeal, they say, "Hey, we're just trying to protect women and do the right thing." 
and right. we will follow the ruling of the judge. And I'm hoping billion dollars conglomerates. Yeah, so that the Major League Baseball doesn't have to pay this lady a crap ton of money, and this guy doesn't lose everything. So maybe, maybe I, I'm going to hope out for the best that this is where we're headed with it. But man, oh, so wrong. I gotta, I'm going to get off of this thing. It's wrong. So the reason, thank you for tuning the old guys real radio. But when these kind of stinkers come up, it, it's hard not to uh, to talk about them. So. I haven't read the entire collective bargaining agreement. Um, I read probably 50 out of 5 or 1,100 pages, whatever. It's a hard read, right? Because yeah. a lot of it is legal, legal jargon. Whereas party of the first part, definition right. of the this. part says that he should not be having crab legs on the Thursday and night. Yeah. So, Moving forward, um, we're going to refer but, to... Blah, blah, blah as Frank. Every time you see Frank, it's blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. Oh, my God. Reading reading legal shit gives me a headache. There is something that has come up as of now that I don't remember really happening. So, it's got to be the CBA. Um, Several teams are starting to cut or demote players or release them that are mid-level you know, maybe not yeah. top level, but mid-level guys who are pretty good on the team. Uh, the Mets, um, the Rangers just announced that they demoted uh, one of their top projects, uh, top prospects, uh, down to AAA so we could get things going again. And he told them I want to trade. Um, but it's league-wide. And I don't remember this part of baseball. And, Danny, I've never really heard about teams – Doing this weird releasing of players, maybe it's because uh, of the friggin' uh, CBA agreements and everything that's going on. But I've seen seven teams release valuable players, include this guy from the Rangers, and the Mets are in, are, are dumping people and several teams. And it's not that they're bad players; they're just cleaning them out. So, are they doing it? Is it something in the CBA, or are they doing it just because the salary cap? I'm, I'm going to say probably the salary cap. So, um, you know, my buddy Zach is is playing for the Pirates this year. And so we got to pray for Zach because he's not been pitching real well. So we need we need to pray for him to have – I, I watched his last game, and he threw some nasty stuff. And then he didn't, you know. And so we need to, you know, pray for him to, to do well. But I, I looked at what rookie contracts were, and a rookie contract is about – $550,000, right? So if you get somebody out of the minor leagues, when you bring them up, you have to pay them the equivalent of what's left of a $550,000 salary. If they've been around for one or two years, that's about seven hundred to $750,000. And then after that, it kind of goes up. So when you get them on the early contracts, like the, there's a league minimum. And the league minimum Same is... Same as the NFL. Yeah, so the minimum for a player with like one year is like seven fifty, and with like two years of experience, it gets up to you know over a million. But then after that, that number starts to climb, and then also those players, a lot of them will have contracts, and so they may have a contract for a mil five, you know, two mil. But if they can cut them and pick up a guy at five fifty or seven fifty or nine fifty, that may be what so they're looking at. L- let me interject right there. But what if it's a uh... What if it's a high-paid player who, like for the Mets, is still a part of the clubhouse, big-time guy, signed like a four-year, 120 deal. If they release him or they send him for assignment, 
Don't aren't they still responsible for that year's salary? Okay, so for assignment, they're only allowed to do that if they're on a rehab assignment, and then there's some different uh, on the way it affects the uh, the salary cap and the way it affects how the the team pays has to do with like insurance because there's a certain amount of that that comes out of insurance and is not affecting them because it's a rehab assignment. So if, if you go out and you pull your hamstring, right, and you're out for three uh, to six uh, weeks or whatever it is, then that that's done a little differently and it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt you the same way on the cap. If you take a guy who's making that If they don't have a money, guarantee if they don't have a guaranteed contract, they can let you go. And they're just on regular contract. They can let you and go. And you release them? Yep. You can go. They don't have to pay him, right? Nope, not at all. Not a dime. And then somebody else has to pick him up. That's what's going on. And that's probably what's always going on. But because of the delay of the start of the season, we're seeing these people who are, you know, make a great contribution somewhere. But, you know, you're hitting 220 at the beginning of the season and you're in the lineup. Um, If you don't go to AAA, then you go by. Yeah. Well,. I, and the whole thing with the AAA is that those guys, those guys on the forty-man roster, are still getting paid a certain amount um, when when they're doing that. When you go down to AAA on assignment, like they, you know, so let's say you're a big league guy, right? And let's say you hurt your wrist, but it's not anything that's really considered IR related, injured reserve. Jose Altuve, right now. Okay, and you need to go down to AAA. Now, Altuve's getting paid either way. So he's getting paid, but he goes down to, to AAA so that We're he can get some at-bats. mid-level or low-players. Yeah, the mid-level guys can just be, be cut off, you know? I mean, they, they, can just, right. they can just be they can be cut. So, you know, it's uh, – Yeah, That's and, the and first I think year it has I've to do with – Danny, there's, there's 36 players who are out for release out of the teams. They're just releasing them. They're going, okay, bye. And I don't know who's out there, but some of these guys can really contribute. Um, they, as you know, baseball is about systems and where you're at in the line lineup and who believes in you and all that type of stuff, right? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you that weird the weirdness doesn't continue, and I'm afraid right now. I'm telling you, I'm afraid that baseball is dwindling what's left yeah. of their big fan base. By making all these changes. Because baseball doesn't know their fan base isn't, not to be rude, uh, non-white America. It's still an aging group of people who like to watch the American pastime. And the more they take it away from us, uh, again, I know that's there's money in all. The NBA makes more money in China than it do the, the yeah, United States. Yeah. So I, I get this. I get the. I get what is happening in sports, so, and maybe that's the problem. Because yeah. I get it, but there's nothing I can, right, I can so, do about so, it. Right? So here, and this this is part of it. And, and let you know, I I'm not sure what all teams you're talking about, but I want to look at here's some home attendance. Okay, Oakland, eighty four hundred people a game. Right. A game, eighty four hundred. What's their What's their profit? Well, I don't know about the profit, but I mean, I'm just talking. But that's where their money comes from. I mean, if nobody shows up to the game, then they don't make any money. I mean, it's just you know, fair. And and then fair if nobody's enough. showing up to the uh, game, then nobody's watching the game. And if nobody's doing that, then they're not getting their TV contracts. But so Oakland, well, no, no, Oakland, California. But wait, you got to remember, 
So Oakland is a pretty good market. Yeah. They've been a fairly decent team for a while. Yeah. However, you don't have to. So they've been so good for so long that all you have to do is make revenue and profit. So there's a lot of teams who haven't made the playoffs in a long time. It's not Oakland. Right. But they have. It's not the end. On-site doesn't always make you money anymore. It's the jersey sales and the online sales and and the, the deals you make. And, you know, maybe the people who built the stadium or own the stadium are covering the gaps. So there's so much about money that we don't understand in sports like that. That Yeah, there, there, there are. But, but bottom line is, is that if you're not – Getting people to the games, you're not selling those jerseys. I mean, those things kind of multiply. And so I, I'm using this as what is the interest from the fan in this team? Okay, is kind of kind of where I'm at. And you got Oakland, that or, that or any team. Yeah. that's a good point. Eight thousand people. Eight thousand people, dude. There are high school football games in the state of Texas that draw more than eight thousand people. They that'll draw ten to fifteen thousand people to a game. A high school playoff so, in Texas will draw fifteen, twenty thousand. I mean, all right. So I've got a, I've but, got a but, great story I, for you. Okay, me, but I want, you. I want to go through these numbers real quick because I want to. I want to tell you. I think this is your problem. Pittsburgh, twelve thousand a game. Tampa Bay, thirteen thousand a game. Miami, fourteen. This Cleveland, is baseball. Yeah, fourteen. Kansas City, sixteen. Minnesota, seventeen. Now you start getting a little better. Nineteen, nineteen. That's Washington, Cincinnati, Chicago, and Arizona at twenty. Arizona, Detroit are at 21. Seattle's at 24. Texas at 25. And then it goes to Milwaukee, 27. Philly, 28. And everybody else is over 30. You know, you get up. But now, here's the thing. And this is the difference in putting a quality product on the field and putting crap on the field. The Dodgers, the car. Now, the Dodgers are a big market. San Diego's a big market. New York's a big market. San Francisco's a big market. Boston's a big market. Those five teams are in your top eight. But then you get Houston, which is also a big market. They're number six. That's because they put a quality product on the field. Atlanta, they're number four quality product. St. Louis, Missouri, not a huge market. 38,970 people a game, quality product on the field. So I think if you're putting out a quality product, you're not having these financial problems. But I think the other guys in baseball, they're having a hell of a lot of problems, and they're worried about their finances because a lot of people aren't going to the Maybe it's a mix. i I got to challenge you. Yeah. Um, You're not quite right about St. Louis, not to be rude, my brother. Yeah. Um, That's a big market, dude. That's, That's a big draw. I've uh, been there. Big draw, there, yes. There but weeks. how many how many people live in St. Louis? Uh, how many people live in Kansas City? Yeah, exactly. And St. Louis and all of that. Well, Kansas population is the eleventh most eleventh most in the United States. So there's plenty of people, but okay. it's the draw. Right. St. Louis has draw from long time. Well, we're, we're, we're splitting I, here. Yeah, and I, and uh, I might I be wrong because I, I really I didn't think you. that it's that surprising. you know. I didn't it's think that was a surprising that bad teams make profit. So that's your point. We, you went yeah. through a bunch of numbers. Yeah. But the freaking bottom line is you've got to put a turd on the field. How are they making money? Yeah. Well, uh, the, the Cowboys were 8-8 eight and eight for 20 years and the most profitable team in the United States all those years. So how do you make them so profitable? So it, it's, it's a given fact that if now, you put a product out there that, that is believed in, um, I'll tell you about the St. Louis. It's, it's called Albert Pujols, and it's called the World Series they won, or yeah, two World Series yeah. they won. Why is there? 
you put a product on the field at one time or another, Danny, and they produce and they win championships, that carries a long time. That carries a long time. So it doesn't matter where you're at. And Cincinnati Dallas, Reds are not at the bottom of the list. And they're the worst team in the league for yeah, probably 10 years. No, no, no. They were they were now, second or third from the bottom. They're bad. Well, they're r- rankings, right? Not just profit, rankings. Well, I'm talking about, uh, you know, how many people go to the game. But I, I would tell terrible. you, Dallas, Dallas, when you're talking about profit on Dallas Cowboys only, there is an anomaly there, and it has to do with the stadium. And Jerry Jones owns that billion-dollar stadium where most of your other teams, any other, like, you know, you got two teams in California playing in one stadium that cost one you know, $2 billion. But there's two teams in there. And the people who built the stadium, they're the ones making the money, not the owner of the football clubs. Okay? And so Jerry Jones is always going to so, make more money than everybody else because he owns a damn stadium. Again, splitting hairs. Ah. Then just talk about the value of the team. Yeah. The Cowboys have only been tangible for a few years, Danny, and they are—they are the highest yes. value sports franchise in America. And that does have one to of the highest what they in the entire past, world. Yeah. So it was what his plan was. So the fact is, it's really not splitting hairs. Is that if you—I've been—I've been to AT&T Stadium for several events. I've been with you, and I was at the, the first event ever at AT&T Stadium. Thank you very much, George Street. Dude, that was awesome. So, cheers <laughs> to everybody. Thank you for tuning in, Old Guys Real Radio. Been a good show. Didn't do a lot of sports. Um, but, I mean, we're, we're just a couple of guys. We'll, we'll talk more sports next time you tune in. Hey, so, hang, um, on, hang on. I do have to talk some NHL because I've been dying. We missed a show. We didn't get in there. I've been dying to talk about this, and i got to well, do this one. I'll say as you talk about it, it freaking sucks. You're a bunch of bungholes. I love <laughs> hockey. And for the first time since I came in, my Vegas Knights. Wah, wah. Right. So I sucked on, at picking the NBA, right? And I started to do bad when we we're talking about the NFL toward the end of the season. So I gotta, I, I just gotta pat myself on the back, right? I said that you Nashville. I said Nashville was going to score ninety or was going to end up at ninety-seven uh, points. They ended up at ninety-seven points. I said Dallas was going to end up 97. I was wrong by one. They ended up 98. And I said that was going to be enough to take the two of them. The upside for Dallas, and they are playing tonight and they're playing the Flames, is that they're getting the Flames instead of getting uh, the Lightning. Or instead of, you know, instead of getting the number one seed, they're getting the number uh, two seed, which there's a huge difference in the quality of those two teams. So, anyway, um, Nashville has to deal with the Avalanche that had, the, I think, yeah. the best record in all of. Uh, Oh, a hockey this year. And so Dallas doesn't get them. They get the Flames, and they start tonight. But so, anyway, I had those right. I had Vegas. I said Vegas would score, uh, would end up with 93. They actually came up one. They ended up with 94. I had Vancouver at 91. They ended up at 92. But I still got those all right. And I said the Kings would end up with 100 points, and they ended up with 99. So all of my predictions on that uh, that Western Conference, on how it was going to end up, man, I was spot on the money, and I'm excited as hell about that. I did good. <laughs> Not just good. I mean, excellent. Jimmy the Greek rolled over in his damn grave for your hockey picks. Bobby Orr rolled over in his grave. That was some dude from a warm state being that accurate. Damn. How's he know that? Has he ever had a a Molson logger? Has he ever ever said take off? Has he ever punched someone in the teeth and got hit with a puck? 
This is ridiculous. Did you ever play hockey? Um. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, I started to once. Right. I can't ice skate very well. I can't ice skate at all. I can roller skate now. I played roller hockey. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I understand the principle, and if y'all don't understand the principle, just just call John Opolka, our friend, <laughs> Big John. He'll run you up and down the blue line, the penalties, and all that stuff. Go ahead. So, well, no. So when I was a kid, my grandfather, I you know, got a good. My family's all about getting a good deal. He got a good deal. He got two hockey nets. He got four or five. Um, street hockey sticks for uh, your your front guys, you know, for your attackers. Right. He got two hockey goalie sticks, and he got street pucks and street hockey balls to play street hockey. And he gave it to us, right? And we had a place where we could play it, and we never did because nobody wanted to play, right? And then we moved. And when we moved, it was in the 80s when everybody was leaving Michigan and, and um, American Airlines re, uh, relocated from New York down to Texas. And in my neighborhood, I had kids from Massachusetts, from New York, from Michigan, all these cold places where they were looking for snow. And every one of them had a real hockey stick. But none of them wanted to play hockey in the street because it where it tears up the stick. They were like, no, we don't do that. Okay? But we have no ice. So none of them can play hockey. So I'm like, I got street hockey. And they're like, huh? So because of all the damn Yankees who moved in my neighborhood, I had to learn how to play some street hockey. And I could do that. I was doing all right at it. I mean, so yeah, that's how that's how I learned to to start liking hockey is I'd play with some buddies. So you know, all right. So who's gonna win? Man, who's I don't know. Do I I still I still think that um, you know I was I was thinking you know Tampa Bay is going for um, they're going for the third in a row, but they got trounced the other night. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, the Avalanche is looking pretty good because they're they're really strong. Uh, so I think in the West, West is going to be in the Avalanche. That, that's just my goal. Uh, nice. I think Dallas I, is going down in my, six. That, on my on my Betmeister website, that's my. I got. I'm on a free Betmeister. I have a baby, folks. Yeah. So I'm on a free betting website. So um, I, I would say it, both of those teams are tough outs. Yeah. Experience. They haven't lost a lot of players. They both were in the second round or finals last year. Um, watch out for what's his name. Uh, they just came back. A perennial won the championship the year before that. Anyway, they're Vancouver. Uh, There's several teams I've been looking at, but uh, I, I'd agree with you. Uh, I like the Avalanche for the whole deal. Okay, so let's just do uh, basketball real quick because we're in the playoffs. Basketball, we're down to eight teams. We're down to four games. Um, who do you think is going to go? What do you What do you think is going to happen? Um. Well, I gotta I gotta kind of frame frame one thing up. Sure. Um, there's going to be a point in his career that uh, Luka Doncic is. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right. Yeah. Name right. Yeah. That he could realize he could be the greatest player of all time. Okay. Um, he's not in shape. Um, he's young, very young. I mean, 22 or 23, whatever. Yeah. Um. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, being a basketball aficionado, numbers-wise and what he can do with the ball just by nature, if he got his ass in shape, Michael Jordan shape, 
uh, Kobe Bryant shape, if he got himself in shape, he would win as many championships as he wanted. Notate that because he's, he just, in his second year in the playoffs or third year in the playoffs, he is averaging the same amount as Michael Jordan in the playoffs in his career right now. So there's two points. Watch him play. It really reminds you of what the game's supposed to be. He's a little bit more of a flopper than you want to see, right? Because he's young. I didn't see him uh, flop yesterday. Crowder. Oh, Danny, Crowder. he was calling out a lot of shit. Uh, well, Oops, I, no, no, okay. He was, All right. Crowder's dirty and kicking Crowder, him yeah. the balls. Yeah. I get that. That, that was now, a dirty now, foul. Now, Luca Every time goes he down. gets bumped, he, he falls down and puts his hands up. Look, a champion doesn't put his hands up looking for the foul while right. the ball's going down the I'll court. I'll give you that because so he did do that a couple times. the between Luka Doncic right now is that what he's doing is playing the Vlade Divac with talent. <laughs> Every time you touch me, I fall down and put my hands up. Oh, what'd All you right. do, coach? Fair enough. No. So, so there, it, it was amazing to watch some of the passes and plays. Even his coach, Jason Kidd, said, hey, this dude's got it. And the difference between it, like I said, if he commits himself entirely, which he may not. But the fact is, if the the Suns are the Suns are who there is to beat. I don't yeah, think anybody yeah. can beat the Suns. Yeah, not in the series. One and, game here, one game there. And Dallas, Dallas had. I mean. They went up and they, they shut down the best offense in basketball, holding them to under 100 points a game. So that made me go, okay, we got something here. But now they've there's lost a, four in a row yes. to the Suns, and we've got to win four of the next six, and I, I just don't see that happening. They gave up 121 well, buddy, points yesterday. Holy shit. My buddy who's also a basketball guy said, all they got to do tomorrow is just win a game. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. If anybody doesn't know the Villanova connection yeah. from the Phoenix Suns, the, the, that, that guy's talented, man. They won a championship of college, and he's strong. And some of those moves in he that, made. In that, in that Booker? Uh, well, well, Booker and uh, what's his name? Aiden starts with A. That that guy. Aiden? Um, Dondre Aiden? Keep going. Yes, yes. Yeah. Aiden okay. really can't be stopped sometimes. Yeah. It's been a while that I've seen a player that you throw it down in the post and yeah. he'll just turn on you. And if you don't double team him, they were ugly too, Danny. I mean, that's those old school. So that same Villanova team, same Villanova team, Dallas has that Jason Brunson or Jalen Brunson. Yes. Now, that, so it, they it, won a championship. There's yeah. lots of connections in, in this series, but I'm telling you, that's the guy that you got to figure out a way. I don't know. Yeah. If they've got a body big enough to keep him out of the paint, I liked how the they call him big guys, but I like the support staff. Yeah. But if what's his name, so that's what happened. I'll tell you, I played basketball. So when you're playing basketball, if you get dinged up in the first quarter, it throws you all off. Whether you're dinged up really or you're dinged up by fouls or where some bullshit, bullcrap calls. Sorry. Um, but the fact is, the number two season scorer, score all season, got dinged up a little bit and got to his third foul early. And all game, that's all you got to do to somebody in the NBA. If you're playing a, the best player, 
punch him in the face, dirty whatever, uh, dirty play, dirty fouls, bust them up a little bit, get inside their head in any sport, and it's over. Yeah. They came back through it, and they rode him through the – I loved it. Watch the game. But I'm telling you, if you're telling me who's going to win the NBA Finals, uh, it's either going to be Celtics or the Suns. I'm with you. I mean, I, I, I don't know. The Bucks may take it to the, the Celtics. They did that first game, and we'll see. Um, but, yeah. Uh, no, I think, absolutely. I think, There's not much you can yeah. do against Big G. And he, <laughs> yeah. he just goes into the game and – uh, nice. You can put anybody in the world in front of me just too beastly. But see, this is why I miss sports. Because I got big guys too. And if I got one big guy going in lighting me up, yeah. he's going to get stitches. And then we have a chance in the series. Well, I got, I got to tell you, you know, the thing, with, the thing with Dallas, for Dallas to beat the Suns, and I'm not telling you that they're going to, I think they have it in them, but I don't think that they're going to change the way they play. When, when, when Luka was hurt, right, when Luka was hurt, yep. Brunson and Din, uh, Dinwiddie were both scoring 30 points a game, okay? And last night they scored 13 and 8. They scored, you know, 21 points for the two of them. If Dallas is going to win. But the other guys stepped up and covered their backs. Um, there were a couple. But, but, but here's my whole point. But, but, but Doncha can't score 45. Because if he does, then I think it makes it too easy. I don't like the fact that he's a guy that brings the ball down the court all the time because everybody just—I mean, it's all about—it's all about Luca. I think it needs to be more of a team. And so all I was going to say is—is is that if between Dun, uh, Dinwiddie and Brunson, if they can if average between the three, other eleven players, they could bring it down and let them rest. Well, not even—not even necessarily let them rest. I'm just talking about these two players. If these two players could could get combined. 30 points a game, and Luka, instead of scoring 45, scores 40. Okay? I think they I think they have the ability to win because that means they're passing the ball around more. It means more people are involved, and it makes it much, much harder to defend. When Dallas was coming back last night, because Dallas looked like crap all night. I mean, they were manhandled. But when they were coming back, it was when that Keebler dude was draining those threes and nobody was guarding him. Right. Well, then they had to guard him. You know, and now they're guarding him and 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 Luca. Now but when the they pressure work, comes off of Doncic, right? Right. So, when so those other two guys are doing it, yeah. When they were physical on him, like anybody, yeah. If you looked, he got bumped and got bumped in the hip and went over, had to go to the sidelines and complain about it. If he's a middle aged player, NBA middle aged player, thirty, he's probably out for the game and might have to have surgery. So. And it wasn't that dirty. The kick in the nuts was dirty. Yeah. And ironically, I've met Crowder before. He's Um, a jack wagon. He played for Howard College in Big Screen, Texas, is where he came (laughs) from, where my wife's family is from. That's funny. um, I had no idea. And I I actually got to give him credit, too. Been in the league seven or eight years, made an impact positively for his team, was dirty, made some threes. You know, that's the kind of, you know, What's you call it? Help out player, you know, third, secondary player. You get, you compare. He played better than half the uh, supporting cast. And the funny thing, should be called flounder because he's a freaking fish because he flops all over the damn court. He did it in the last series against New Orleans. The dude is a flopper. He is a flopping freak, and he got away with one. 
And then one. he got away with the first one, and then then he did the nut shot, and then after that he he didn't well, get away with a single flood. After that, he actually he's banged flopper, around man. on several screens. He's kind of a dirty player. He's probably yeah. he's towards the end of his career because guys like that who don't have great size, you know, six five, six six, and don't have great leaps and hops. Yeah. If you cut his hair, he could jump out of the building. But <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Reverse, uh, what you call Hercules? Yeah. But I, I, I do have to say, ladies and gentlemen, my NBA champion this year, for the first time in 50 years of their existence, will be the Phoenix Suns. All right. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So I, I think we I at least like touch. To, oh, go ahead. A little bit. A little bit. I would like to see it for Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, I don't want him to beat the Mavs, but yes, I don't have a problem. Chris Paul's a class guy, and you know yeah, he seems to be. We've talked about that before, anyway. They said they, uh, they said a stat. They threw out a stat last night. So he yeah. led the league in assists this year, right? Yeah. And yeah. so they they were talking about that, and they said this this to him was more important than any other year before. Because he's done it before, right? You know, you're a point guard. You're coming down the field. You got the ball. Of course you're going to get the assist, right? And so if you're a great player, you're going to get it. And they talked about, but this year, he wasn't the point guard bringing the ball down the field. And so that means that somebody gave him the ball, and then he found the open guy who shot and scored. And so his decision-making was better. Yeah. My buddies who live in Phoenix, that's one of the reasons why they said he made it through the year. Because there wasn't as much of a target on him. Yeah. Where point guards get a lot more physicalness and a lot more beatings. And um, first of all, and I said second of all, when you meet Chris Paul anywhere else, because they, we have a, we have a, my company has a pretty good footprint, small footprint in Phoenix. Phoenix is gigantic. Um, yeah. But they said when you met, meet Chris Paul someone, somewhere, he, he might not sign an autograph, but he's going to sponsor and give you a little hey, man, hey. So, which isn't always necessary. Right. And you get that feeling from him, no matter what we said about on the show. So, I I I'm, I, I can't say, since the Lakers are out, my second favorite team is kind of the Mavericks. Yeah. I've always liked the Suns also, you know. So, um, mix up, mixed bag. I don't think the Mavericks quite have I, enough. I was, yeah quite have enough i'd say if but tomorrow i'll tell i mean yeah. it all comes down to winning one and yeah. it looked like Doncic got a little beat up and i the green-haired guy was playing pretty well the uh the uh russian and ukrainian or whatever guys they were yeah. playing pretty well dude dude with the banana in his hair Oh, dude, banana ass hair. I laughed so hard. I was like, come on, man. Please let him try to dunk. And let that hair get caught in the damn net. And I will probably have to call the paramedics laughing at myself. Because he's hanging by his... He'll break eventually, but... <laughs> let go. that guy try to dunk once. So, good luck to the NBA. Um, sail on down the line from the Commodores to LeBron James. Go play with your son's team somewhere um kind of wrapping up things in retrospect because i i think it uh and i know I, I think you might have a final thought i might have one little one too go ahead 
All right, so, you know, we talk about uh, the burrito thing, and I don't have a Freebirds down here, so it's very hard for me to give burritos, but I did send uh, half a dozen Chipotles over to my local grocery store for the stocking crew right as they were closing. And so I was in a grocery nice. store, and I'm looking at – well, I'm, I'm looking at the, at, at the water, right? And there's a kid there, and he's counting water. And I don't know – I think he's taking inventory, but it, he wasn't. He was stocking it. And he's like, so are you going to get some water? And I'm like – uh I don't know why. He goes, well, sometimes people do, and then I don't have the right amount. And he was like, no, I'm not going to get any water. I said, have you seen the prices on water? He goes, oh, everything's getting high. And I really hadn't thought about, you know, all the inflation and everything going on. And so I go down, and I'm looking, and I grab some eggs. And I'm in, the, you know, the milk, egg, cheese section, right? And he's coming by, and he goes, this, this area looks better than I've seen in a long time. I'm not going to have a lot to do here. So it dawns on me that – Milk, eggs, and cheese, people are struggling. Because this guy, the, I told him, I said, yeah, I said, prices are going up crazy, aren't they? And he goes, dude, I had $10 to get to Wednesday for food. He goes, I spent all my money on gas. It's either gas or food. Those are my choices. I got 10 bucks." And he wasn't, like, bitching or asking. I mean, he was just making conversation. And I'm like, Chad. And so then when we get to the other section, I realize staples, eggs, milk, cheese, those don't need to be restocked. Why? Because people are not able to afford them because of other stuff. So I went down to Chipotle because I could get some burritos, and I got a little six-pack of burritos, and I took them up, and I said, hey, this is for your stocking crew. And everybody looked at me like I was freaking crazy, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just so that it's just a meal these guys didn't have to worry That's about. That's the point. They didn't yeah. have one meal. Yeah. Maybe it carries them over, and the next day they can use their food if they had it. Yeah. And not enough of Look at the much more common man. We're older. We've worked hard. We, yeah. We're doing okay for ourselves. Not great. But for those that are just general workforce, it's a real struggle in the world. So the reason I scream out to all of the burrito companies in the world through our show, because if you sponsor, all sponsor us, we'll just retire and do the show <laughs> and go get burritos. Out burritos. That's yeah. what we'll do. With your name on them. Right. All day long. With your, oh, uh, you bring your cooks out there. I mean, how we got to work this out? But out of the thousands of people that listen to our show, I'm telling you, burritos really make a difference, man. I'm telling you, those guys went in there and they probably chowed down better than they have in a week or two weeks, and, and then and then had a nice poop. My whole thing was is that you know you and I may not see it as much because we do have jobs and and we work hard. Oh, but, wait, but, wait, yeah. Danny, wait, yeah. let me cut you off. Yeah. I'm in the lowest income neighborhoods in Houston, Texas. Okay. The biggest city in the United States, second biggest city in the United States. And I, I today was in something called something acres. And, and, then, and then I was in the fifth ward. And so everywhere I go, um, I want to pray those people out of there and bless them. But all I do is I... I stop a couple of days a week and get burritos. <laughs> Stick them in my fridge. And these are big burritos. This will probably be two or three meals for someone who doesn't have anywhere to go. And I go down there and I see somebody I want that I think that might might really need. Not the guy that sets his laptop in his backpack, yeah. backpack and then sets his backpack behind a pillar and comes out with a nice fancy sign saying, please help me. Um, no, that's not the guy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, no, it's it's just, it's just you know on a day to day basis, 
the 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 fact that gas has gone up, I notice it when I pump it because it's a number on the pump, and it comes out of my bank account, but I don't miss it. If that makes any sense, and I I mean I'm just I I'm I'm just saying that I don't I hell. I, when I checked out at the grocery store, it was three hundred and forty-seven dollars, and I didn't buy any. I didn't buy meat, and that's usually when my bills higher. So I notice it, but you know what? I had it. I mean, and that, that's my point. When I go to the gas and and I fill up my tank, I got it. When I go to the grocery store and I fill up my my shopping cart, I got it. And and so it's it's not the the rising prices are not. Negatively impacting me, other than they're the not fact- destroying your life. But yeah, they've destroyed and making it tough for a lot of people. Yeah, the, the people that were asking for fifteen dollars an hour. I don't even know if that's enough for a lot of. If you have one pe- person working, that might not be enough for them to survive. But so, so if you're if you're like my, you or my, me, but if you're like you or me, and you've got it, then make sure you got a burrito for somebody too, because. It is That's affecting it. people, and it is starting to hurt. And and I didn't realize it till I talked to this kid. I mean, when somebody looks in the eye, you go, yeah, I got ten bucks to last a Wednesday, and I'm like, I got three hundred and fifty dollars worth of groceries in my cart because I want them. I, I I mean, you know what I'm saying? It it, it there, kind of there, puts things in perspective. Chance encounters like that, and that's the point when we keep saying, give a burrito. If you have a chance to impact somebody, cool. I mean, I'm on a, I spun around and I gave somebody a, a, a $50 Visa gift card just so they could get whatever they wanted about a week and a half ago. And my wife asked, what's that for? I said, just helping somebody. And when you do your taxes each year, general things like I'm doing don't count enough for you to write them off unfortunately <laughs> so um but that's not the point my i'm not the point you're not the no. point it's those people out there who i i was there danny so i yeah i was homeless right homeless was bad but when i moved here with my ex-wife and my stepkids there was about three days where I could, I didn't get to eat because I had to choose who was going to eat. Was it the kids or my wife or me? So I had water, and um, you know, I went to work every day. I don't wish that on anybody, that guy or anybody, but it feels like that's getting more and more rampant around the United States because of stupid garbage. So. God bless all. But hey, if you got a college education, you may get your tuition reimbursed by by the government because they want to give that to you for free. free. But if you didn't go to school and you're hungry, yeah, bite me. On our next show, we're going to be talking about (laughs) why not everyone needs to go to college and why uh, there are a lot of crafts that we give away that should be learned and done. And the whole principle of it. And that'll be Area 51. Um, and your favorite. So thanks for tuning in to Old Guys Road Radio. We've had a great time. I've had a great time. Got a little tired and old towards the end there. <laughs> Me too. This is a great show. Love everybody, man. So what's the uh, <laughs> oh, spicy joke right on the end or a little normal joke? I think I'm going to go with spicy. All right. Here's um, a spicy joke. 
hide your kids' ears. Yeah, what do you call um, four four border crossers in quicksand? I don't know. Cuatro cinco. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love it. There you go. Uh, anyway, I just want to throw one in there to light the mood. Uh, please remember, go to our website, send us challenges. I have another meeting with our friends at Freebird this week. I got Sweet. I got uh, three free free Freebird burritos. Um, so yeah, making progress. But awesome. uh, they're opening them. And uh, whether they do or not, it's really not the company or the principal. It's what Danny did. Danny, I'm, I'm so happy and proud of you. The folks, you see some people hungry, just take them, a, take them a sack of food in there and go, hey, man, I got you 48 Locos Tacos for 8 bucks at Taco Bell. Where the hell <laughs> just walk in and go, because you can't spend fifty bucks at Taco Bell, you have to shut down the store. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I have to start the siesta and the celebration. Back. It's like four here, four here, six bucks here, eight bucks here. You walk in there, I need ninety bucks of food. They're gonna go, "Oh, stop, sir! We don't allow that." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna challenge myself. I'm gonna find a place to go take. Now well, maybe not Taco Bell. I think maybe Chipotle's a little bit better. You take. Taco Bell or Taco Casa or any of those. And, you know, there's that's only short-term stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Much love. God bless you all. Um, I do want to say one last thing. And, and my final thought. Sorry, Danny. Um, so I knew this guy. Uh, he was a police officer or a uh, military person. Uh, for for 45 years and uh, most of my jokes come from him and uh, he was tougher than hell but anywhere he went because they always went out to eat every day he would always over tip the waitresses and flirt with them ridiculously <laughs> uh, when this man left the planet they sent all of the waitresses at his most recent uh, restaurant where he was at. All went that, that was half of what was there. Because you know, uh, it was over. Tw- it was twenty years ago. I lost my pops. He was awesome, and I still talk to him every day. If you need a joke, if you need somewhere to lay your head, if you need something to eat, you would never be without my dad. That was his policy. Family or friends, didn't matter. You come to my house, I'll feed you, and you come. So, I'm putting the same thing out there with reservation because I have a, <laughs> I have a three-year-old. Uh, but if you need me, you, Danny, or anybody else needs me, and I can help you in any way. Um, for my pops I was raised I'll give you food I'll cook you food I will come by and uh, I'll, I'll give you a hug so sorry it was his birthday yesterday and uh, we haven't had a show near my yeah amen my pops birthday God, God bless y'all 
Thanks for tuning in.